Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk about two things. One, information overload and the other, hand cues and how they change from training to competition. So, but let's start with the information overload and then we'll get into um, hand position for competition. Um, First of all, very often I um, notice I've got members that uh, are part of Team TLC for the last 10-15 years in um, Florida. Some of them, when they finally um, learn enough, they move on and, and don't need me anymore and we just become friends. And then others come back occasionally for refreshers or some of them even become my clinic assistants and some have gone on to be trainers themselves. So, um, What I'm trying to share with you is that a lot of times people want instant results. So let's say you're new to barrel racing. Uh, Maybe you've done other events. Maybe you've been around horses, but you haven't actually competed in barrel racing. And sometimes I think that you want to uh, maybe learn quicker than it's capable. So what I want you to think about is, for instance, if I do one clinic with someone or one lesson with someone, a lot of times it's so much information, it just kind of goes over their head and they'll only retain about 10% of it. That's truly not a fair way to get to know someone's training program if you only go to one clinic or one lesson or or listen to one podcast, that type of thing, right? So um, I can help you retain more by giving you videos in slow motion after a clinic or notes to review that will help you maybe retain uh, 20, 30, maybe even 40% of what you learned that day. I always tell people if they pick up one to five new things at a lesson or a clinic, it's been worthwhile. And um, I think that's just an important thing to think about. But oftentimes, I might not see a rider for six months and they're frustrated and they didn't understand because let's say when they came for their lesson, their horse wasn't even able to face flex left, right, or down, laterally or vertically, or maybe they couldn't even pick up leads or do transitions or perfect circles. So then they're competing six months later and they're frustrated because I didn't teach them hand cues for competition, but that's because um, they weren't ready six months ago. They might be ready now. So that's where more private one-on-one lessons or more clinics will help them. And that will happen again in one year. A lot of times riders think that they need an advanced clinic when a lot of times it's just the fine tuning of the foundation of the fundamentals of the back to basics that will actually help you get to that next level. So, um... So, like I said, I'll see changes in riders in six months, in a year. I've got riders that I'm seeing changes two years, three years down the road. And um, going from the 4D up to the 1D over two or three years, depending on their experience and if they're on a young horse or an older horse and all of that. So I guess I want to just share with you that don't feel frustrated if you're not getting it right away, because a lot of times... Um, the seed has to be planted and then the roots grow down and the stems grow up and the the uh, leaves and the flowers bud and it just takes time it doesn't happen overnight and you have to think of it in that aspect you have to think of it as you're planting a seed and you're growing and 
you know, you do and you should novice riders, novice horses, or young youth riders should get regular lessons. Do I think it's great to learn from several people? Absolutely. You can learn from probably everybody you meet in this life and um, you'll find different trainers or different styles that you like. But I know for me, it's frustrating when people come to me in the beginning and we're focused on their basics because that's where they are, but then they don't come back when they're ready for the competition because I could help them with that as well, but they didn't come back. So they end up going somewhere else and, um, and that's a little bit frustrating for me because they weren't ready for the competition when I met them six months or a year ago. They needed the basics. But now they've done the work, they've done the foundation, the fundamentals, and now they're ready for the competition cues. And I'd be happy to help them with that, but they have to um, come back. So, and that's the difference. Um, and you have to think of that too, as like in my group. Some of my members have been with me for almost a whole year in the group. And I would say for the open riders, it's uh, probably the easiest for them to go do the challenges or for them to review a slow play video and go apply it. But for the novice riders or the youth riders, um, they need to spend more time with me, maybe one-on-one or, or maybe asking me more questions, maybe having me make a special video clip for them, come for a lesson or a clinic. If they're out of state, then I just need to make more uh, short clips for them, explaining things and showing them things, you know, whether it be hand cues, uh, leg cues, where to look and ride in your turns, how to do a perfect circle, all of those things. And that's why I have about 100 videos as well. To, sh- to share that with people for them to see it not just hear it and um, training videos so that's that's a beneficial situation to have um, I don't believe that you have to do a lot of drills I think that when you're on a young horse you want to just do the pattern exactly as um, you'd want them to learn it and then the drills are probably better for tune-ups for your open horses and such just to give them variety and keep them from getting bored um, if they're in need of a tune-up or maybe for a rider that needs something to work on their muscle memory but doesn't want to over drill on the pattern so that can come in handy so um, that's just something I wanted to share on information overload a lot of times at clinics I'll base um, some things I'll, I'll look at the group of people at the clinic and I'll see that some are really just starting and for them just walking a circle being correct is going to be a good goal for them that day but then I'll have really advanced riders where I can have them doing one-handed drills um, really finessing you know getting finesse on their position and and all of that on the pattern and adjusting hand cues and you know really fine-tuning everything for them because they are more at the 1d 2d level so it's easy to adapt in a clinic from a beginner to an advanced rider for me, but um, it's it's and it's also very educational for the riders watching to see the transformations and the changes from a horse that relaxes and learns to collect and balance correctly in different size circles and and applying that to the pattern and all of that. So so it is beneficial um, clinics if you enjoy watching and learning, waiting your turn. Um, 
but other people really benefit from one-on-one as well. So it's just however you prefer to learn or what setting you feel comfortable being in. And that's why I try to offer all of the above for my clients. The slow, I don't believe you can improve, um, without a slow motion video review without my coach's eye app for the really serious competitor i i feel like it's a must have because the naked eye cannot fine tune and see all the detail of a full out run without zooming in and putting it in pause or slow motion you'll miss things so i feel like it's a huge part of a um application of improving the stride by stride step by step you know and and position by position spot in in the turns all that is really key to your success you know as well as um private lessons or clinics too I think all of it has its advantage with a coach Um, I think listening and hearing things and letting it really sink into your muscle memory for your mental game and your subconscious for your uh, skill challenges you know all of that really has to just get into your muscle memory where you don't even have to think about it whether that be your mental game or your physical cues that you're using in competition. And it's the same for your horse as well, getting that calm, confident focus out of them and um, building that connection and relationship with them of of trust and respect. So now I wanna kinda talk about the hand cues. A lot of times um, people get frustrated because they, they really get in their head too much with their hands. Their hands will get too high. They'll get chest high or cross the withers or pull out to the side over the barrel too far or pull down to their thigh or just stay back by the saddle horn when their hand should be up forward towards ears. So I'm going to make a fun little exercise for everybody to try. You're probably not on your horse right now. We're listening to this. So if you're just standing on your own little feet or sitting down, just pretend you're holding the rein with one hand and right now have your hand thumbs up and pretend you're holding a rein and then I want you to go ahead and flat knuckle your hand as though you're holding the rein on the side of your horse's neck right by their mane Uh, and again uh, your hand should always be in a a six inch box okay Um, when you're in a neutral position they shouldn't be higher than your horn or lower than your withers and just in a nice little six inch box in front of your uh, in front of your saddle horn Um, so again there are three hand positions thumbs up flat knuckle and then turn your pinky under okay so which of those three turn your pinky under thumbs up or flat knuckle has the least amount of pressure for me the uh the flat knuckle is the least pressure on the rein the thumbs up would be next and then the pinky under would be the most severe so i'm going to tell you where you would use that and win in competition but there's one more thing i need to point out first and that is if you think of the horse as um, their neck as a go part and a woe part think of from the ears to about midway of the neck as the go section you know if you want to be moving forward or going your hand needs to be up there from the midpoint of the neck to the ears from the midpoint of the neck back to the saddle horn is the woe position where you're going to either keep them at the speed you're going a neutral position or where you might need a little bit more rate or woe or collection so those are two things to consider okay so if i was on a push horse and they're really the kind of horse you got to sit up and ride up into the hole of the turn for your barrels my hand's going to be in the go part of the neck 
and flat knuckle because I want to make sure I am off that horse's head and getting him up in that hole. If I'm on more of a free runner or maybe a young horse, I might do thumbs up about in the middle of the neck or somewhere between the middle and the saddle horn depending on that individual you know if they're really free running or if they need a little bit more help a hand should always just be guiding never pulling never uh you know if you think of riding 80 percent body and two percent hand that tells you a lot if you think of whispering with your hands and talking with your body and legs that tells you a lot as well so those are the three cues okay so if i'm on a young horse and i'm tuning up let's say i'm i'm in the arena and i'm doing a tune-up on any horse that would be maybe when i would use the pinky under um i might use pinky under to shape them for a little bit more bend in the turns at spot one, two, and three in my turns, or I might do it in my perfect circles. If I want to get a little bit more nose, shoulder, and rib cage, I, I do my pinky twist with my leg, my inside leg. And again, I might post trot a circle if I have a lazy horse. I might sit jog if I want to have a horse that's more collected and I need them to use their hindquarters more. Um, for me, I want a horse to use their hind end, so I tend to go from a post trot to a sit jog on most horses because most horses I find get too front endy too strung out so you have to truly know your horse if you're going to want to post trot a circle um, and get that bend with your inside hand and leg with give and take pressure and that pinky twist and calf pressure or if you're going to sit jog and and if you're on a lazier horse you might put your hand in the go position as you do the uh, thumbs up or the pinky twist with your inside leg so again the pinky twist under should probably only be used in training for shaping in your turns or for shaping in your circles the thumbs up you would use mostly in competition or training when you're going between the barrels and usually that's going to be two-handed on most horses except maybe the occasional open horse that you can ride one-handed through the pattern but most you're going to ride two hands between and one hand around the barrels on the uh, flat knuckle uh, in the turns or approaching the barrel that would probably be more for your push horse um, or horse that you just want to stay out of their way and just have a really light guiding um, and you could also do thumbs up in a go position or a neutral position as well on on those kind of horses um, and especially the younger horse it might need a little bit of guiding but not a pull and by no means do you ever want to pull on a horse but if you ever feel like you're not getting to your spots it's important that you're looking between their ears and you're riding a quarter turn ahead um, and and make sure your hands going with that energy of to your spots forward forward and around um, and make sure when you're leaving those barrels that that you're pulling up on that horn and reins to the ears and giving them a clear go cue a lot of times riders are um, sitting down and their hands back by the saddle horn that first stride out of the turns and that's the opposite of what you want to be doing you want to get up and drive out of those turns so it should always be reins forward and pulling up on that saddle horn from spot three out of your turns the exit of each turn so I hope that gives you some thought and you can do this on your horse as well um, the three hand uh, exercise of the thumb up uh, flat knuckle or the pinky twist under and um, you can also just do it right now while we're talking and pretend you're holding a rein so but either way um, 
the more you do things on the ground in your muscle memory, you know, whether you walk a pattern or you just stand there and mimic your your cues, the more it's going to get in your subconscious and it's going to become part of your muscle memory. Um, You have to practice a little bit each day for something to really become part of your routine. The reason why trainers and jockeys and People who do it for a living get really good fast is because they spend eight hours a day in the saddle riding five to eight different horses a day and you know they spend a ton of time working at their trade where most people work a full-time job and only have one horse or two horses that they compete on or ride during the week or on the weekends. So that's a an added benefit uh, of being a trainer as far as the more time at it and you get more knowledge Um, the downside of that is the wear and tear on your body (laughs) so um, you know the person who only had to ride one horse their whole life might be feeling a lot better at 70 than the trainer who rode 12 or 8 and um, when they get to 50 so it all has its pluses and minuses right and so we all we all think it one way is better than the other but I promise you with every good there's a, a minus with a plus right so um, so what I'm guessing what I'm trying to say is be patient and um, realize that things take times don't give up and don't get frustrated and just keep trying and by all means have fun enjoy the process enjoy the journey because that's what it is it's um, a, horsemanship is a never-ending Uh, education as well as um, to be really great at any any one thing Um, it takes a lot of time and um, but I will say this uh, most of us have a passion for horses and most of us have a passion for barrel racing um, that are doing this so it will never feel like a a job it'll it'll feel like something that you totally love and and enjoy doing and you feel at home um, you know, your soul is complete. I just remember when I got my pony at eight years old, the, the smell of the stables when we went to get her and how I just knew that was my my place. And you know, it's never changed for me my entire life of going to the barn or being around my horses. That's my, my place. So anyways, um, I just wanted to share that with you and I hope uh, I said something that might have strike a light bulb moment for you and um, is helpful to you in your learning process. If anything, just not to get frustrated and realize that it does take time and not to give up on a, a trainer or a teacher that you maybe be working with if you've only gone to them a couple times because you really aren't going to learn their entire program by any means in a couple lessons and you may not be ready to understand their advanced part of their program if the first time you meet them you're still at the beginning part of your um, education your basics and such so that's why for me I love when my my people are with me for years because I get to be a part of their entire journey instead of just the beginning so um, you know it's not a matter of you know I've worked with kids from eight years old to uh you know ladies in their 70s so you know it's just a matter you know and of people just learning that don't even know what how to pick up a lead yet to people that are running 1d times so like i said it's just a matter of a process and you just have to enjoy it and realize um it takes time so you know, when I was starting out in the early 90s and training my own barrel horses and wanting to start my own horse training business, I read every book, video, um, 
clinic lesson anything I could go to see read do I was in it and some things I liked some things I didn't like um, some things didn't resonate with me at the time but later on they did and that is part of the education process and the journey so Anyways, um, if there's anything I can do for anybody, let me know. Um, One-on-one lessons, clinics, join my uh, virtual group for slow play coaches eye videos, whatever I can do to help you with your journey and riding with heart. And thank you for tuning in as always. God bless. 